0: From the hamlet of Edinburgh in Scotland, this is Obscure Season 3, Wuthering Heights. I am your host, your friend, your your lover, your literary mansplainer-in-chief and Georgianologist Michael Ian Black, Southern gentleman, Esquire, just arrived in the Bonnie Highlands of Scotland, having undergone... Uh, A considerable journey felt longer than I was anticipating and uh, involved a little bit of stress as I misplanned my flight from Savannah to Atlanta, did not give myself enough time to transfer in Atlanta to my flight to London, and ended up like one of those jerks you see running through the airport, wheeling their suitcase panting, screaming, out of my way, out of my way, I have a flight to catch. I couldn't scream because I was so out of breath after about two gates. You know, that first gate, you're running by it and you think, oh, I'm going to be fine. By the second gate, I'm out of breath. I'm thinking, well, they're just going to have to leave without me because I can't run all the way. Well, you hear that? I don't know if you hear that sound. It's something scary outside my window there here in in Edinburgh. I thought, well, I'm not going to make it. So they're just going to have to leave without me because I had to get from one end of the airport to the other. And as you probably know, Atlanta is one of the biggest airports in the world and it's uh, busy as heck and so much trouble getting from one end to the other. But I did make it, got on my flight and I was probably, oh, I don't know, halfway across the Atlantic Ocean before I realized, oh, I forgot to bring my copy of Wuthering Heights. And I felt like a real heel, you know, sitting there in my economy class seat, trying to get through whatever movie I was half watching and not enjoying. And uh oh, it was terrible. It was a terrible, terrible moment of realization. Shame washed over me. Because I here I here I am. I promised you, I said the next episode of Wuthering Heights gonna be from Edinburgh, gonna be from Scotland. And I kept my promise. But I'm not. I, you hear all that noise? I'm on a. You probably, maybe you can't hear it. It's traffic, I guess. I'm on a. Uh, I'm just off a kind of busy road here in Edinburgh. So I said I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do an episode. The next one you'll hear will be from Scotland, and here I am keeping my promise. But I don't have the book to read, so I feel like I'm a little bit at a loss here because I can't read the book. And I thought, well, I'll just get a PDF. You know. I'll just grab a, this is probably a PDF of Wuthering Heights I can grab, but it just felt like cheating. You know, if I don't have that, if I don't have that copy, my original paperback copy, the Bantam classic of the great American novel Wuthering Heights, and I'm reading off some digital archive, I don't know, it just, it feels like cheating to me. And I don't like feeling like a cheater. Didn't sleep much on the flight. And did take an Ambien. Brought an Ambien with me, thinking, "Well, I'll I'll take an Ambien. That'll help me sleep. I'll get some rest, and I won't be so tired when I get there." Well, I took the Ambien and it didn't really help me sleep. But I tell you what, it did do is it really made me eat. So on this Virgin Atlantic flight, they gave you they gave me a meal, and then in my Ambien haze, I snuck up to first class, and they've got like a bar set up there with snacks and stuff. So I just grabbed a bunch of snacks thinking oh they probably won't stop me and they didn't so i you know i took up i like got like a bag of pretzels and i got some sort of orangey chocolatey thing and just cramming my face full of free airplane food in my ambient haze as i I don't even remember the movies i was trying to watch i couldn't i couldn't focus on them you know they're probably very good movies probably 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 terrific movies i can't even remember what they were i know one of them was uh, Everything, everywhere, all at once. And I couldn't follow it. I was just too hazed out. And then I took that off and put on something that I thought was going to be a little more easy to follow. And I could, even that, I can't even remember what that was. Even that proved to be too much for me. And then I spent the rest of the night. And what I did is I purchased Wi-Fi. And I spent the rest of the night playing poker online in my ambient induced haze. That didn't go well either, you know, because I was playing poker While on drugs. So we landed in London. And then I had to go from Heathrow to King's Cross, which is all the way on the other side of London. And I had to take the underground to get there. And so to get from there to there, that's about an hour. Then from there, I had to take a train to Edinburgh. That's four and a half hours. Sitting on a cramped train, totally full of people. German guy sitting, kitty corner from me, talking to, I couldn't tell if it was, they, they weren't married. I don't think they were married. And uh, it wasn't even, were they co-workers? Was she his mistress? Was he her miss, mistress? Were they in the early stages of dating? It was very unclear to me what their relationship was, but he wouldn't shut up, you know? And uh, it wasn't. It, at first, it wasn't obvious that he was German. His 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 English was very good, but not perfect. And every every once in a while, you would hear a little something. You know, just a little something. Uh, e- even that. Even what I'm doing right now is a little bit too much. And then, uh, so a sort of American inflected. English and she was American and he just wouldn't shut up. He just kept like talking about things. And there was just something in his intonation that I was like this guy is not American. And then eventually I figured out that he he was German. And then it all made sense cuz Germans are annoying. And uh she wasn't doing much talking at all, but he had like prosecco that he brought on the train and then he kept asking if she wanted the hash browns. He brought hash browns. Hash browns and prosecco. I'm sorry, that's a weird combination to bring on a train i didn't approve of it i didn't approve of him i certainly didn't approve of her for being with him because as i said he was a nuisance and i'm not and they had this giant hard-backed suitcase you know it almost looked uh, military and uh it was just right there planted in the aisle in the train aisle and people were having to navigate around this thing. And at one point, a woman said, "Do you think, do you think you'd like to put it up? Do you think you'd like to put it up?" And he said, "No, I, it's better here because it doesn't—it's—it doesn't fit. It's too heavy. It's too hard." And she just let it go. I was so annoyed, you know. And the girl across from me, I could tell, was annoyed too because she was pretending to sleep the whole way. She wasn't sleeping. She's was probably about fifteen. Annoyed, probably annoyed with me too, just for existing. I don't blame her. I was annoyed with me by that point. I was like, ah, I probably smell bad. I probably look bad. I certainly have nothing to contribute conversationally or otherwise. I don't want to talk to these people and they didn't want to talk to me. Four and a half hours of this. And then these two uh, young girls, Asian girls, came on the train. and, And on these trains, you get assigned seating. I was in Coach G, seat 35, right? No problem. I find Coach G. I sit down in Coach in seat 35. And the girls go, "Uh, you're in my seat. And I said, and I showed them. I'm like, look, I'm in Coach G, seat 35. And she said, they looked confused and distraught. And and they said, well, I guess we can just sit back here right on the seats behind you. And I thought, yeah, you're damn right you can. It says right here on my ticket. That's where I'm supposed to sit. Well. Turns out I'm the asshole in this situation because when I looked a little closer at my ticket, now I'm recording this on August 9th, right? The ticket that I had purchased, I for some reason purchased it for August 17th. I purchased a train ticket for eight days from now to get me to my destination. Why did I do this? I don't know. The same reason I couldn't figure out how to plan how much time to leave myself to get from one end of the airport in Atlanta to the other, because I'm, I'm a fucking idiot. And so my plan was when the ticket taker came around, I was going to say, my assistant must've printed out the wrong ticket. I was going to, I was going to fob off this mistake on my fictional assistant. Oh, uh, I got this new girl, Kathy. And she, I don't know. I, I told her my dates and you know, I'm heading out of the office. She hands me my itinerary. She hands me my tickets Somehow she screwed it up. Well, she's going to get a real tongue lashing when I get back. But then I felt guilty. I felt guilty for throwing my fictional assistant under the bus. I really did. I was like, oh, I can't do that to Kathy. Keep in mind, Kathy doesn't exist. I, I, I said, I can't, I can't do that. I have to own my own mistakes. You know, I can't lie. I can't be the ugly American here. And so when the ticket taker came around, I just, I just admitted the truth. And I said, can I buy a ticket now on the train? And he said, we'll get you sorted out. And he did. And he even even told me how to get my ticket refunded. Nice fella. They're going on strike on Saturday. All these, these trains, I guess, train operators, drivers, all the people are going on strike all over the place. All kinds of problems here in the UK with the trains and the nice people. Four and a half hours rolling through really the picturesque countryside, the the English countryside, really lovely. But when your knees have been at an acute angle for the last seven, eight, nine hours, and you want nothing more than to just flap your elbows around and stretch your legs and move about and do the hokey pokey, and you can't because you're crammed into one of those little British Trains, my God, I was feeling so antsy, so uncomfortable, so out of sorts. We will return in just a jiffy on Obscure. And we're back. Finally, finally, we arrive in Edinburgh. And I have to go from there to a taxi stand to get a taxi to come to this Airbnb where I'm staying. Now, uh, the Airbnb is fine, okay? It's dumpy. Don't get me – it's a dumpy Airbnb. It looks like – it looks like uh, what I imagine a CIA safe house looks like, you know? Just bare bones. Just hey, you come in here. Nobody's gonna shoot you, and 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 that's the best that can be said for the place. So that's where I am, and that's where I'm recording from. Haven't slept in, a, in quite a long while, and uh, and have a sh- I have a show to go to in a couple hours, and I wanted to get this done before I go out to the show. Um, my friend Joe Stapleton is doing a show here, and I'm gonna go watch. I have another friend who's uh doing comedy on that same show. But I thought I, I have to record now because if I don't, it just won't get done. Even as I'm speaking to you, my eyes have closed. You maybe you maybe you can hear the timber of my voice has lowered a little bit. I've lulled myself to sleep. That's how that's how boring. My description of this vacation, it's not really a vacation, working vacation has been combined with the somnobulent, sleepy effects of travel, and I am just not with it. Plus, I had a beer we were walking around Edinburgh. It's It's a gorgeous town if you've never been here. It looks just like you think it's going to look. Big stone buildings, you know, they look like they were constructed over the last several hundred years and wide roads, you know, which is kind of nice and everything's very picturesque. The landscape you can see beyond kind of hilly and gorgeous and, uh, and you know, you're, you're walking by uh, kilt makers and pubs and, and street performers because, you know, it's the Fringe Festival here. That's why I'm here to go see shows at the Fringe Festival and do a little performing myself. And everybody's got uh, flyers that they're handing out. Come see my show, come see my show. Hey, have you heard about this person? He's got a fabulous review in Time Out London and oh, the Guardian loves this person here and you gotta see this person. And 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 I'm thinking to myself, nah. Even though like I'm here to see shows, you know, as soon as they start selling themselves, I'm like, nah. My friend Janine Garofalo is doing a show here. Didn't know she was here till I showed up and gonna go see her tomorrow night, I think. And Chris Gethard is here. Gonna to go to try to see him. And uh Christopher Titus is here. I think I might try to go see him and all kinds of people doing shows here at Edinburgh. Seems like a perfectly good place to come if you want to do a show. I'm thinking the trip will will have been worth it once I get over the exhausted stage. And you know, once once I'm convinced that I'm not going to contract anything from this Airbnb. It's nice, you know, it's nice to have adventures. It's one of the reasons we had kids uh, when we were still relatively young. We thought, well, the kids will be out of the house and we'll still be young enough where we can go off and have adventures. And it seems like that's kind of the case. You know, like I said, we're going to Rome in a few weeks, never been there. And, uh, you know, I'm on the road a lot, doing stuff. When I say doing stuff on the road, that mostly means hanging out in hotel rooms, you know, sleeping. But it's almost like an adventure because it's a different, it's like a different Westin, you know, from week to week. But It's nice, you know, just kind of living your life and seeing new things and experiencing new places and hanging out with different people and going to different kfc's all over the world it's exciting have not seen a kfc since i've been in edinburgh in fact no no american fast food that i can think of other than starbucks which is nice to see it's a good relief and if i can get out of here out of this town without being sideswiped by a car because i'd crossed the wrong way you know without looking the right way that'll be a small miracle in and of itself that long pause uh, that you're hearing you you may have heard the exhalation of breath as i was talking that is the last of my energy escaping from my body so you know it's a short little check in i'm so sorry i forgot the book like an idiot I feel terrible about it. it wasn't my intention i thought it'll be fun you know to read a uh, american novel from the old country but it wasn't meant to be. So I guess, you know, I'll just kind of wrap it up. I'll be here for like a week. I may have to record another episode from here. Maybe what I'll do is maybe I will cheat. Maybe I will get the PDF, you know, and pick up where I was and we'll just have to agree that it's okay to cheat because you can't, you can't keep taking weeks off like that, Michael. You know, you, you committed to reading this book. You might, Well, by gall, you're going to read the book. <laughs> So I don't know if you guys have been traveling this summer. I hope you have not I hope you've been getting out and doing cool things and having adventures and experiences and maybe catching up with old friends, maybe making new friends. I don't know what you're doing. I hope it's fun. I hope you're not just sitting there with your nose buried in the classic works of literature of our age. Uh, you know, you got to get your head out of the books, you know, and into the clouds every once in a while. I know you're doing that. You're a, you're a fleet-footed people you know you're you're out there running around doing stuff and uh, I applaud you for it I applaud all of you that's the beer talking anyhow like I said I'm sorry I know it's a short little uh, check-in episode it's just gonna have to do for now we'll pick it up next time on another uh, what high Highland Highlandian uh, broguish uh kilt wearing you hear all that noise just terrible noisy episode of obscure but until then i wish you adieu this season of obscure is produced by me michael ian black and robin lynn our theme music is by craig Wedren. if you listen and like this show. Please help us out with a rating and a review. We want to be obscure, but not that obscure. It's an easy way to support the show. Thanks.